Hello and welcome to another week of Mindful Recovery. This is Robert Cox, your host in this episode dedicated to helping you recover from trauma and addictions one breath at a time. Hey, I'm really glad to have you here again this week. I wanted to talk about a little bit tougher topic this week because I'm going to have a guest on next week uh, discussing what is known as covert emotional incest. So I don't want to discuss that at any great length uh, this week. I'm going to let Adina discuss that with you next week. My guest then will be Adina Bank-Lees, who is an expert in that area. Uh, What I wanted to discuss today really was recovery from trauma, the broken child uh, thing that happens with us, in that we're going to discuss how trauma affects that child and how in adulthood we turn to addictions in order to numb all of those critical voices, all of that stuff inside. So I really want to talk about that. And then next week with Adina, we can really dive into how those voices get started, Um, how sometimes even parents with the best of intentions, you know, one thing she talks about that I really enjoy was in one of her lectures on YouTube, she discusses having someone walk up to a young boy at a funeral and say, your daddy's gone now, you need to be mama's little man. Um, which really sets that child up to be in the position of doing something he's not mentally or physically capable of doing, and that is becoming or playing his father's role in that family. Anyway, that's a sneak peek of what's coming up with Adina next week, I hope. This week, I wanted to talk, as I said, about those broken places that happen while we're children, but before I start, I want to say this is going to be probably a serious episode for most of you. And so I want to remind you that this is not a replacement for therapy. And if you're not in therapy, I would like to see you get there. Uh, Addictions and trauma are serious issues that we can't overcome alone. 12-step programs are helpful, but often I have found they are not directed enough and that we can really curb that relapse and return cycle more quickly with therapy. So, if you don't have a therapist, please feel free to contact me. I'm at www.liferecoveryconsulting.com, or you can email me as robert at liferecoveryconsulting.com. So, either way, get a hold of me. I can help you find a therapist if you don't have one. Um, If you're in the Liberty area... I have openings. Feel free to call. So on to today's episode. Today I wanted to talk about the ways that we get broken. And as children, often from severe abuse, sometimes from emotional neglect that may have been out of selfishness or may not have been intended at all. This job of parenting is a difficult job. And even with the best intentions, we make mistakes. And as adult children, we often live with those mistakes. Sometimes those mistakes were horrible. Sometimes parents did things that were abusive, either physically or sexually or mentally and verbally. 
But those broken spaces left us with children living inside who were anxious, afraid, afraid to attach to other human beings. And that attachment is really the one thing we need to be able to be healthy in the world. But if every time you reached out to the people who were supposed to care for you, you were slapped down physically, mentally, emotionally, if every time you tried to make that connection you were further damaged, then eventually that part of you that wanted to make that connection shut off. And the ultimate victory at times was that those critical voices that we heard as children were left in the back of our minds. And so as we became adults and we were making our best efforts, every little slip up seemed to be the end of the world, seemed to prove out that those critical voices in the back of our brains were correct. Now, John Bradshaw wrote a book called Homecoming, and he wrote several books. Uh, You know, he wrote another one called Healing the Shame That Binds that's really good. All of them really center on these topics of what that inner child is like, what that inner child is hearing, those critical voices that we spill a glass of water and say, see, you're a natural-born screw-up. That's how you've always been. It's those critical voices that we need to rewrite. It's that inner child that we need to begin protecting ourselves, but never learned how because we didn't have parents that showed us how to protect that child. They were never able to do that themselves, or worse, they needed a receptacle for their own shame, and as children we became that. So I want to really dig into those places today a little bit in this mindfulness exercise we're going to do and kind of holding that space and just working on this kind of self-compassion, this idea of self-love, of being able to see ourselves as both broken and wonderful at the same time. Because so often when we came from those critical parenting places, every little sign of brokenness was the end of the world. It was catastrophized to the point that there was nothing good in us left. And so we came to believe that. And so even when we start to connect to another human being as an adult, and this person begins to really like things about us and really love us, we do things like push them away or self-sabotage Because there's that little voice in the back of our minds that says, yeah, they're just not really seeing what everybody else has seen in me, or they wouldn't like me this much. In 12-step groups, you hear a lot people saying, just don't let them rent space in your head. Meaning that the critical voices there keep coming up and that we're allowing them to, but really it becomes a second response, a way of protecting ourselves from the world. Um, So it's not as easy as evicting the renters. It's a little more difficult. Part of what we need to do is start treating ourselves with self-compassion and start seeing ourselves as people worthy of love and affection first. Of course we make mistakes, Perfection belongs to God alone. That's a wonderful belief that the Amish have, and so they create these 
flawless, perfect, beautiful pieces of furniture, but they always leave one flaw in them, and sometimes we'll mar them intentionally. Because to create something that is perfect is to put yourself on par with God, because perfection belongs to God alone. So, as long as we can keep that in mind and not catastrophize the mistakes that we make, you know, make amends when we need to, with the understanding that we're imperfect beings, forgive ourselves first, and then move forward in compassion. So today, what I would like to do is do a brief meditation on that, just kind of that seeing ourselves as that child who is really worthy of compassion and love, should have always had that given to them. And so as John Bradshaw would suggest, we begin to reparent ourselves in that way. We begin to see the places that we're broken and understand how they came about and be compassionate towards them and accept that little child for who they are and the love that we can offer them. So I'm going to go ahead and start the music here just a second. I want you to get relaxed, put your feet on the floor, take a few deep breaths. Remember, we want to regulate those breaths in and out. Help us to focus on them by counting one, two, three in, and then three, two, one on the exhale. I'm going to keep them nice and regular. Just allow ourselves to relax. Notice where there might be any tension in the body. And if we feel tension anywhere in our body because we've been talking about these things, then let's just recognize that's a place maybe that we feel that tension when that insecure child starts to show up. And let's breathe through it. And as we breathe out, we're going to feel that relax. we focus on relaxing all of those spots of tension. I want us to get a picture in our mind's eye of that child that was, the one that was rejected, the one that feels lost, the one that becomes very insecure every time we meet new people or try and start a new relationship or make some connection with another human being. That child who doesn't believe that they're worth knowing. I want you to get a picture of that child. What would you say to them? I want you to say to them, you've always been worthy. You've always been exactly who you should have been. There is nothing so wrong with you that it cannot be fixed by what is right with you. that you're crazy about, a nephew, 
that you're madly in love with, I want you to extend that same love to this child. It was you that always should have had that. Those broken spaces, the ones we still carry around. sit here quietly for the next five or six minutes, I want you to think about the ways that that child is still with you, and how you're allowing their brokenness and their fear that they are unlovable creep into your world today, and I want you to extend that child the love that they should have gotten then.
want you to start to come back slowly. I want you to finish up telling that child what you need them to hear, that you'll always be there, that you'll always believe in their worth from this moment on, and that more importantly, you will insist that other people see that worth too, and that when they do, you will believe in that worth. And I want you to understand that you carry that child with you all the time. Continue breathing. Return to your breath. Notice the sensations in your body. Is there tension anywhere that we need to release? As we breathe in, one, two, three, and out, three, two, one. We're just going to take a few more cleansing breaths and allow ourselves to come slowly back to the here and now. Wiggle your toes into the ground beneath you. Feel yourself rooted in your seat. Feel the air on your skin. Start listening to the sounds around you and allow yourself to return to this present moment. So how was that for you? I'm hoping that what you discovered here is that you could tune into that child and show it the kind of compassion and love that it had not to this point in life gotten. Not consistently, not regularly, not the way it should have. Were there old beliefs that you keyed into about yourself that kept popping up? And if that happened, let's spend some time in mindfulness practice this week and really focus on those areas of myth that came up about maybe how your brokenness was true, maybe how it was very hard for you to connect in that way. And so we really want to spend some time focusing on that if that's the case and trying to make this connection because really in order to become beings who can give love freely, we have to start by knowing that we are worthy of freely accepting love. And that's going to generate that place in us that allows us to give and take and create really deep, meaningful relationship in our lives. Because fundamentally, I mean, we know just from the brain science that we were meant for relationship. We were meant for connection, that our brains are healthiest when we can connect. I want to talk about that in a future episode with Johan Hari. Um... If you get the chance to look at his TED Talk about uh, relationship and how that affects uh, addictions, it's fantastic. It's a TED Talk, so you can just look him up. It's, I think, J-O-H-A-N-H-A-R-I off the top of my head. Um, It's a fantastic TED Talk. He's hopefully going to be on the podcast in November sometime next week. Adina Banks-Lees is going to be talking about uh, emotional incest and what that looks like and how it comes out and um, the damage that it can really do to children. Um, We're going to talk about that. I hope this week was a really powerful experience for you. My idea here is to start really focusing on the ways that our trauma is interfering with our ability to connect with other people, and that is at the root of addiction, that trauma and its damage to our ability to be in connection with other human beings. 
Um, we may talk later in an episode about the brain chemistry involved in that and how that plays out. But right now, I just really wanted to focus on let's start learning how to love ourselves and generate that kind of self-compassion. So this week, our assignment is, and I want to give you an assignment this week. I don't normally do that. I want you to carve out some time for yourself. If your safe place is in the woods, then I want you to carve. That's for me. That's exactly what it is. So I want you to carve out some time for yourself in the woods this week maybe an hour or two. And I know a lot of you are rolling your eyes. I just don't have time for that. And I'm saying to you, make time. Because there's nothing more important in this world than you. Nothing. If you can't be there for you, you can't be there for your children. If you can't be there for you, you cannot be there for your significant other. So carve out some time. Be there for you. Understand that you're worth it. And start acting like that. And when we believe that we're worth it and we start acting like that, we're going to start insisting that other people do too. So with that, we'll end this episode this week. I want to remind you that you can go to my website at liferecoveryconsulting.com or you can reach the podcast episodes at mindfulrecoverypodcast.com. And from there, you can email me any questions you might have about your practice. Or if you have questions about therapy or getting into therapy, please do reach out and let me help you find a good connection for you give you some pointers on how to find a good therapist, what it means, how to find the fit that works for you, because really there is no investment on this planet more worth it than you. So until next week, I want to thank you again for coming and joining me at the Mindful Recovery Podcast and remind you to take your recovery from trauma and addictions one breath at a time. 